1: And today's inspiration and advice come from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Grieving, Loss, and Healing. These 101 inspirational, compassionate, and empowering stories will help you cope with loss, regain your strength, and find joy in life again. And they'll also help you understand how to help someone who is going through the grieving process or how to accept help yourself from the people around you. A lot of us don't know what to do when someone close to us has a loss. Do we leave them alone? Do we dive in and get very involved? Some people stay away and then don't know how to undo their apparent lack of compassion. There are so many ways that you can help a friend or relative who is grieving, and our new book is filled with ideas and advice about this. So today I'll share two possible approaches you could take, things that worked for our writers. Our first story is by Natasha Lidberg, who tells us that her good friend lost both her parents within the space of two months, first her mother and then her father. Natasha asked what she could do to help. And her friend said that if she could help her clean out her parents' house, that would be most welcome. So Natasha went back to her friend's hometown to support her in this very big and very emotional undertaking. Early on in the cleanup, Natasha's friend found a bright pink Kate Spade pump that had belonged to her mother, but she only found one. And suddenly, it was of paramount importance that they find the other shoe in the pair. Her friend wanted this memento of her mother. Natasha informed the team of friends who were helping out that their mission was to find this shoe among all the boxes. They searched through everything. All the piles that had already been made with stuff to go to the dump, stuff to donate, stuff to give to family members and friends, and all the stuff that still had to be sorted. Natasha says that for her friend, it was a collection of moments that were equal parts pain and joy as she reviewed her parents' lives through their possessions. Natasha says of her friend's quest for the shoe, no one dared ask why she wanted it or if it had special meaning. No one dared ask if it was even in her size or to her taste, there are some questions that never need to be asked, questions of the heart to which one need not know the answer. All we knew was that if this shoe brought her an ounce of peace, a smidgen of hope, or even a moment closer to her mom, then that was good enough for us. That team of friends cleaned and sorted for days, and yet they didn't find the other pink shoe. And then, when there was only one pile of things left to go through, as her friend was wiping away her tears yet again, she saw that pink shoe poking out from a pile of trash in the corner of the garage. Natasha says that her friend choked back a laugh and a sob as she held that shoe close. And she closes her story by telling us of her final memory of that day. As we left for the day, The garage now fully cleaned and sorted. She walked ahead of me down the driveway wearing her dad's old jacket and her mom's pink shoes. The image will forever be imprinted in my brain. Sometimes grief looks like laughter. Sometimes it looks like pain. Sometimes it looks like holding space while the moment passes. And sometimes it looks quite literally like walking in someone else's shoes. Cynthia Mendenhall describes another way that a friend can help. In Cynthia's case, she had lost her father and really didn't want to do anything but sit and stare into space. The death of her father had been so unexpected. He'd had a constant stomach ache that summer, and when he finally went to the emergency room, that started a round of testing and consultations that led to a terrible diagnosis, pancreatic cancer. Her father never left the hospital, and he was gone within weeks. Cynthia says, I would go to my front porch to sit and stare. No tears, no thoughts. I just sat alone, empty and staring. Night after night, I sat there past dark, oblivious to traffic, time, and the responsibilities around me, failing to grieve properly, at least as I understood the expectations. There was a constant parade of people showing up with casseroles and cakes and cards and offers to help. But somehow that all felt like an imposition to Cynthia. She didn't want to socialize, to smile at her visitors, to be a hostess. One friend got that. Alice would just show up and sit with Cynthia in silence. Then after a while, she would get up, give Cynthia a hug, and quietly leave. Cynthia didn't have to do anything. And that's what she wanted. So everyone grieves differently and wants different treatment. Some want the distraction of friends and activity, and others want to be left alone or something in the middle. Somehow Alice knew what worked for Cynthia, and Cynthia says, eventually her faithfulness melted my stoicism. When I was ready to process it all, to share my thoughts and feelings, Alice was there and she was ready. Those porch-sitting days of numbness happened over 30 years ago. I cannot recall a lot of details from that time, but I definitely remember Alice's faithfulness to me. I still appreciate how she met my needs so selflessly and allowed me to grieve my way, but not alone. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Grieving, Loss, and Healing, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there, and you can check out the front and back covers and read more about it, and you'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. If you want to read stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul for free, you can sign up for our daily newsletter and get a story in your email inbox every day, including stories from this new book. Just head on over to our website, chickensoup.com and click on the newsletter sign up option. You can also follow me on Twitter where my handle is at Amy Newmark and you'll see links to our free stories and to this podcast. Come back for our next episode to talk about another area where we all need some help. And that is the tough choice about moving your loved one into assisted living or memory care.